Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family-owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 933-4660. That is 931-433-4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family-owned company, three W's and a dot, sjnl.com, www.sjnl.com. What's more effective? A well-trained person with no equipment or a well-equipped person with no training. Well, in certain cases, I'd have to say that a person with proper training can get by with minimal equipment. But ideally, you'd like to have both. Lads to Leaders. Now, Lads to Leaders is known as a program, but I'd like to describe it as a process. You see, the name is the process. You take lads, young people, and you mature them into leaders. The process of lads becoming leaders is about both equipment and training. Young people are equipped with values, they are equipped with philosophy, and they are equipped with special skills. Lads to Leaders is not just learning to do, but in reality it's doing to learn. And as people participate in the Lads to Leaders program, they become well-trained and well-equipped to be the future leaders. And church leaders or community leaders, it, it produces leadership qualities in young people. The Lads to Leaders program is the legacy of Dr. Jack Zorn, who invented the program. If you're interested in participating in Lads to Leaders, ladstoleaders.com. If you're interested in learning more about it, you can contact Rhonda Fernandez, 321 321- Two zero two seven six zero zero three two one two zero two seven six zero zero lads to leaders dot com producing leaders in the church in the future in the young people of today. Travel south on Memorial Parkway, get to Airport Road. You take a hard right, and as you travel. Down Airport Road, you'll see kids' space. You'll see a a beautiful soccer field. Uh, You'll see sand volleyball courts. Uh, There's lots of soccer complexes there. There's even a tennis club. And there's a beautiful outdoor cross-country track with a paved trail and even a large, looks like it's as wide as a highway, grass cross-country course. But a long time ago, before it became... A recreational destination, it was just an abandoned airport. That's why they called it Airport Road. There was an abandoned runway. The runway ran all the way from the border of the of the golf course, all the way to the fence at what used to be Joe Davis Stadium, and, and, and off to the right was a small control tower. That, that control tower used to be the Huntsville Police Academy. It housed our training thing and sometimes was the uh, official offices for the stack team. I have the the rope that came off the flagpole when they retired the uh, academy from the uh, old airport terminal. Uh, we were taking some stuff apart, and I got the the rope off the flagpole. 
that hadn't been there in a long, long time. If you go down to the very south end of that old abandoned runway, there used to be a compound, a very high chain link fence, a trailer set up on uh, concrete blocks, a sand volleyball court, and a wooden rappel tower. And it was the field office for the special response team. Years later, they would change their name to the SWAT team. But it was the first place that I'd ever met the SWAT guys. It's the first place I'd ever run with the SWAT team. I ran on the cross-country trail that, that looped in and out of the borders of the golf course. Concurrently living at the uh, compound, it, it was also known as the Canine Range. And it really was Canine's headquarters, and we just used it as a field office. And so you pull up there, and, and built onto the front of the trailer was this overhang and it was a concrete pad with picnic tables, and they had boxes there to hide things in that the dogs could sniff out, and there was an obstacle course for the dogs. You had the windows to jump through and the bridges to climb and the boxes to jump on and over, and then there was a set of kennels that the dogs were housed in. I've spent a lot of time uh, on this course. I've spent a lot of time um, watching the canine handlers work their dogs, uh, I've even spent some time standing out there in the back with a bite sleeve or in the Michelin man suit taking hits on these huge dogs. They used to run some uh, dogs known as uh, German Malinois, and, and they're big, long-haired shepherds. They look like werewolves to me. Now, not all the dogs are cut out to be canine dogs. Some of the dogs were trained to 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 sniff out bombs, some were trained to sniff out contraband, and some were trained as dogs that were aggressive. Um, I remember being told that the dogs were specifically trained that if you shot a gun in their presence and you weren't the handler, that, that they would go towards you. Uh, I remember a dog named Elvis, and I'm not sure that Elvis ever graduated canine school, but you would watch the young man working Elvis and going through his paces and he would hold the long lead to the long leather leash that they had for the dogs and he'd walk with Elvis and Elvis would go up the ramp and across the bridge and down the ramp and then he would swap hands as Elvis would jump through the window and then Elvis would get into a a thing where he has to to cross some more barriers he'd take Elvis back to the beginning take the leash off of him and Elvis would just zigzag in and out of the elements and wouldn't climb or jump through anything. And sometimes Elvis would just say enough of this and go back to his kennel. Uh, we were in the trailer one time, either planning a mission or cleaning weapons or something. And you could hear this guy outside yelling Elvis. And we looked outside and Elvis had gone and just laid down in his kennel. And this young man's dragging this poor dog across the lawn uh, I'm not sure Elvis uh, made a canine dog. Maybe he was just nothing but a hound dog. Can you imagine my shock one day to pull up at the canine range and get out of my vehicle and get ready to PT or train and to see sitting out on, in inside the, the canine range a small cage with a can of little friskies. I I was shocked. I, I don't think Huntsville canine dogs eat little friskies. Maybe Elvis would have liked them. But other than that, a no self-respecting dog is going to eat cat snacks. But maybe they were trying to catch a skunk. You know, skunks have been known to frequent the area. 
Uh, I personally thought you used uh, cat food to catch possums or foxes, but, but that may be another story. Imagine my shock when later that afternoon we're outside and around our vehicles and either getting gear on or putting gear off or maybe even getting ready to PT when a small cat bounced over the retaining wall and slipped into the trailer at the field office. Yeah, you, you heard me right, a cat. And this little cat lived on the canine range. Maybe it's a SWAT cat. Later on, we discovered that this little stray cat not only had taken up residence on the canine range, but had decided to start a family. Now, you want to talk about tough. <laughs> you want to talk about asking for trouble. How tough do you have to be to raise your kittens on the police canine range? You want to talk about spiritual toughness? Maybe they don't exactly use the words when Paul or the Apostle Peter or even Jesus talk about spiritual toughness, but they use words like light in the darkness. Strangers and foreigners and pilgrims and sojourners. I've used the words a spiritual creature in a physical world. They use words like don't be conformed, but be transformed. Lights shining in the darkness. Let your light so shine before men. <laughs> the canine kittens, and there's an oxymoron. But the canine kittens will learn soon enough how to be tough. They'll learn that they're different. They'll learn that they're different from all the other creatures living in their neighborhood. And I suspect that at some point, conflict will be inevitable. And in some cases, the, the kittens won't survive the conflict. There'll be conflict and, and there will be persecution. The kittens will grow up to be cats. If indeed they live long enough to grow up. And, and there's nothing in them that will make them become dogs. There's nothing in them that they will sell out and try to become actual canines. They were born kittens, they will grow kittens, and they will die as kittens. They must learn to live in their new tough environment simply because they have to. That's where their mom chose to give birth to them. And whatever her reasoning was or wasn't, she brought forth her kittens into a hostile environment. The rules will be simple. Avoid the humans. Don't go anywhere near the dogs. And only eat what mom brings you or what you catch yourself. The stuff that's really easy to get to probably comes in a can and also has a trap attached to it. How tough are you? M maybe tough's not the right word. Maybe the word is resilient. And, and how do you form resiliency? How do you how do you form perseverance? As parents, our job is not to prepare the path for our children, which is what so many parents are doing today. But our job is is to prepare our children for the path, as as Tommy Caldwell used to say. 
intentional adversity. Now, I don't think we intentionally seek out conflict. I don't think we we intentionally make bad decisions. But I do think there's something to be said for living in a way where we create some intentional adversity. I don't like to work out at the place where I'm the most skilled person in the gym. Now, there's a value to training with people who aren't ranked at the same rank as you are because you can experiment and try some things. But if you're studying jujitsu for the pure sake of self-defense and and not not as a competitor, then I'm going to get in a room where most of the people are harder to handle. And if I can survive a training session, a repeated training session where I'm abused, and humiliated, and weakened, and, and and come out feeling like I've been put through the ringer. If you swim with the sharks, the barracudas are inconsequential. <laughs> if you train with tigers, mere cats will not frighten you. As spiritual people, enclosed in physical bodies. We, unlike the canine kittens, can choose to conform or we can choose to transform. We can look at our environment that we were born into. We're born into this physical world. And we can choose for that to be our focus and that to be our emphasis. Or we can look deep within ourselves and realize that there is the external part of us and there's the internal part of us. And I believe there is an eternal part of us. And changing values and changing priorities and actually recognizing that our identity is different than the identity of the environment that we were born into. We can choose to be transformed or we can choose to conform it's tough to be different and being different is tough being different is scary but being different truly being different from the environment and the natural thing that lures us being different is actually the only way to be real. And I keep using the word tough or I use the word real. Maybe the word I'm looking for is is authentic. And it takes quite a bit of resilience to be authentic and, and or maybe even rather than the word authentic, true to yourself. Now, we have a natural tendency to try to conform to the environment that we're in But it really is about being true to our real identity. And I was born on a canine range, but am I a dog or a cat? I have a physical body, but I'm actually a spiritual being. And the circumstance that you're you're born into, those that environment, uh, the question of nature versus nurture, I, I really think that's an actual choice. That in spite of the environment that we're born in, we decide whether we conform to those rules. We decide whether we act like those creatures. We decide whether we're going to be friends with them or at animosity with things that are dangerous to us or things that aren't healthy for us. 
and and really so the circumstances that you're born into don't define you but they may actually refine you or they may redefine you when you wake up one day and you say I'm not like them and I'm not supposed to be like them because I've got a different set of values I've got a different set of choices I've got a, an actually a, a different identity in living with an identity of integrity and responsibility and accountability rather than a, a victim mentality or a learned helplessness. Once I decide to do that and, and I declare myself to be different, there's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some rejection. There's going to be some conflict there's going to be some things that are mutually exclusive. The canine kittens cannot abandon being cats. And even if they did, they could not legitimately, authentically pull off being dogs. And so being different is going to be tough. But you have to be tough. You have to be resilient, and you have to be authentic to be different. Spiritual people in a physical world are like kittens on a canine range. TKM Incorporated is a supporter of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. They're located in Moss, Tennessee, and they specialize in erosion control, silt fence, seeding, sod, hydro seeding, hydro mulch, minor excavation work, and traffic control and construction signs. If you need any of their services, please call them at 931-243-3958 that is 931-243-3958. Or you can email them at tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. That is tkminc2001 at twlakes.net. TKM stands for the King's Men. And with their traffic control and construction signs, one of their primary missions is keeping people safe. But because they are the King's Men... They're wishing that everyone could be saved. Keeping up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive Spiritual Development, A Christ-Centered Approach to Spiritual Self-Esteem. Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country. 
some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550 Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and in, that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Thank you.